here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Good morning. Hope you're having a cracking Saturday. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hayes will be with you on Off The Bench. Great to have your company. Hello, Hayes. How are you, mate? Going okay on this Saturday morning? Perfectly okay, mate. Great to be here with you talking all things football. And we'll start there. Breaking news. Imagine the best DM breaker, the world's best rock breakers. I feel like I've been saying this all year. It's around the West Coast Eagles. More injury drama. Just when you think they're getting their players back, Jimmy, but this then comes and haunts them once again. 22 or 23 players to choose from again it's this crazy. weekend. It's crazy. Big names. Shannon Hearn, of course, mm-hmm. out. And also Andrew Gaff, Greg Clark. Some doubt there as well. Tom Bletcherden and Sam Fisher into the extended squad. So two players that weren't playing in the state game before the West Coast Eagles-Melbourne game. It has been a terrible season, but you've got to take ownership of this. And I know they wanted to rest Shannon Hearn, but the medical department has to be under the spotlight right now at the West Coast Eagles with the Mm. recruitment department because, you know, you can't blame COVID on all of this. These are injuries that are occurring to their players too frequently. How do you address that, Hayes? Well, who does it come down to? Well, Fremantle had the big issue for 10 years, mm. and they actually cleaned out their department, changed their physio, changed their doctor, changed their fitness guy. So you look at all those people internally to see if anything's contributing to some of those injuries, and then you make some decisions based on who's available, who can you get in, and how do we change the current program. But clearly, if you look at the fitness of the West Coast Eagles, they're second to the ball, they're slow, they're not going up and back like some of the other teams are. You've got to have a look at their fitness department right now, and maybe that's where you start. How do you think Adam Simpson's feeling? How do you think he's handling all this? You had an interesting piece in the paper last week. Yeah, I did. Um, look, I, we interviewed him uh, on Thursday, and he was up and about. I think the week probably come at a good time for him to be in COVID, mm. to get away, not to have to travel with the team, and then go through another 75-point thumping. He could uh, get himself together, and I felt he came back with some renewed energy, but he's going to need that this week because with those players out, down to 22-23 again, up against the best in the business, undefeated this year in the Melbourne Football Club, I don't know. We could be looking at another 80 to 100-point thrashing here, depending on maybe weather conditions. But it's a hard sell, not only to the fans, but to the players, when you have four poor performances like they have. Melbourne flexed their muscle over the Saints last weekend. I got a text from my old man. He goes, gee, Melbourne are a really, really good side. Just how good are they and how ugly could this get? They could be one of the best sides that we've seen in a year. They could go through undefeated Mm. Melbourne. And they've still got more gears, I believe, and they've had some injury concerns. Players go out. But their depth at the moment is unbelievable. they got Luke Dunstan, who's not even close to getting a game right now. But he can seriously play. So even if they do lose some of those key midfielders, there's one that can fill in for Viney and Brayshaw and those sort of types. And, you know, Wiedemann hasn't been playing. This could be like the Bombers. Going back to the Bombers of the year 2000 when they actually only lost one game. Imagine the best DM Breaker distributors of the world's best rock breakers. DMBreaker.com.au Just repeating that breaking news. Willie Rioli out for six weeks with a hamstring injury. Shannon Hearn and Andrew Gaff out. They will not be playing against the Demons. Happy Saturday. Off the bench. Back with you in a moment. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. 
Happy Saturday. Hope you're having a cracking weekend. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hayes will be with you. Hayes, let's get stuck into the dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. I'm going to dig all the media pundits out there that are basically saying that Alistair Clarkson has the job, that he's the man Ooh. to go in to replace Leon Cameron. Now, you need to be very careful. And I said last year when Ross Lyon was going for the Carlton job, there should always be a process, Jimmy, because you just don't know what's out there. And most of the – well, no, no, not most. All of the premierships come from new coaches at some mm. particular stage. I want to give you a list of names that have had second stints as coaches. So these are premiership coaches go for it. that have had another go. Ron Barassi, Malcolm Blight, Tom Hafey, Alan Jeans, John Kennedy, Mick Moldhouse, Denon Pagan, Paul Ruse, Kevin Sheedy, Robert Walls, and John Warsfold. Some of the greatest Big names, names. Huge of names. our game. How many premierships from that list? Oh, a few. Now, how many second time round, Jimmy, do you oh, think they would have got? There's got to be one or two in there, doesn't there? Zero. Is that right? Zero. So really? the biggest names in our game, once they've gone to another club after being successful, have not been able to replicate that at another club. So that is a challenge for Alistair Clarkson. So before everybody starts jumping on his bandwagon, process, process, process. That's what you need to do. They'll go through at the Giants and they'll come out with the right man. It may be him. And uh, the good thing about him, he's still in the right age bracket and he didn't go too long at the back end with the Hawthorne Football Club. But... Who knows who's out there? What do you think about Leon's decision to step away at this time of the year? Loved it. I've yep. never seen better. He has a great understanding of where he's at in life, where the club is at, and he's put the team before the individual. And I love to see that because often it gets nasty towards the back end of a contract when a, a coach is moving on. But that's how it should be. And he just put his hand up and said, I'm not the right person to take this club forward, so let's give space to the club to make the right decision to pick that guy. And I just think it's a big tick for him. And you know what? It puts him in the box for that reason to maybe get another job down the track when he's refreshed at another club. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free though before you dig inquiry. Hey, it's been a noise this week around Angus Brayshaw, of course, currently playing for the Melbourne Footy Club that he could be exploring a move west to come and play with little brother Andy. Well, he's exploring all his options. He hasn't signed a contract. He's a free agent. That's what it's there for. Mm. And mark my words, it's not only the Fremantle Dockers having a crack. You'd be surprised if the West Coast Eagles weren't having a crack. He's a free agent, somebody that could come in at the age of 26, 27. You don't have to give up draft picks. You've got to pay a bit more to get him. But there'd be another seven or eight Melbourne clubs that'll be interest in a player like him because... There's no other good free agents out there at the moment. And that's why there'll be a lot of demand for his services because he's been in really good form as well. The Dockers take on the Gold Coast Suns this weekend. Hayes, how do you see that one going? Surely this is a game that the Dockers don't drop. Nah, this is a danger game. Absolutely. Really? They've been up for a long time. Okay. And look, it's different up there. The conditions are different. They mm-hmm. are a team that's been showing off their skill, their ball movement. If it's wet and rainy, you can't do that. So it becomes about grunt work. And of course, Gold Coast, because it's their home ground, they play in those conditions more often than not. They've got players coming back. This is no certainty. This Gold Coast team beat Sydney on their home deck Mm -hmm. last week. If they bring that again, it'll be a challenging time for the Fremantle Dockers. But if they want to be top four, they should get four more. There you go. Paul Hayes will be warning tomorrow's game between the Gold Coast and the Dockers is a danger game for Fremantle, who are absolutely flying at the moment. Don't go anywhere. More on Off the Bench after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams.
Welcome back. Hope you're having a cracking Saturday. Paul Hazelby and me, Jimmy Williams, with you. And earlier this week, Paul Hazelby and ex-Eagle Brad Shepherd had a chat with Melbourne assistant Greg Stafford ahead of the Eagles' big clash with Melbourne. No change. So be happy with that. There was some concern on Max Gorn, but clearly you don't want to rest players and he wants to play. Yeah, look, it's it's certainly not um, something that we entertain as a footy club, this notion of resting players and not trying to be too cute. Um, we, by nature, are... Uh, competitive animals we'd like to think um, both from a playing and coaching point of view and uh, we wouldn't like to invite hubris into our environment by trying to be too clever um, if they're fit they play and uh, and we play hard so um, he's all ready to go to skipper which is great news for us. The football club's had some great memories of recent time over here last year winning the grand final with the captain's run did you get to get on the Optus Stadium tomorrow and, and have tick your legs over and sort of relive a few of those moments? That's a good question. I'm not uh, completely uh, up to date with our itinerary. We just landed and I'm on the blow of the year, fellas. But um, if we do, it will be fun and it'll be great to have a look around. We do love that stadium. Do the boys get to go to the nightclubs again, the Cot Beach? I know you celebrated hard down there one night when you got the premiership last year. (laughs) We did have a nice afternoon. It was a lovely part of the world and they were very accommodating the locals, which... um, which was a nice change from uh, visits previous. I'm sure Luke Jackson was leading the way. The local, uh, how have you seen his season so far? No doubt you've spent a lot of time with him as a, a bit of a forward and, and ruck coach as well. But, you know, the last few weeks probably hasn't been at the standard that some were expecting. Yeah, well, he sort of came down with uh, COVID a couple of weeks back. Um, I think that may have hampered him a little bit last week. Uh, not to give him any excuses, but uh, overall, I think he's developing nicely. Um, I love working with the kiddies. It's an absolute beauty. Um, so I think for the most part, it's all been very positive. But as you know, and having been there, you're always working on your game. You're developing it and um, where it is and where it needs to be and where it wants to go is two different things often. It's always been admired from afar, just the, the training standards that the Melbourne Football Club produce just through their, their media, uh, what they um, give out in their content. I think we want to give it a deeper dive into the leader that Max Gorn is. Is he, is he a bloke that demands the training standards or does he delegate to his leadership group or how does he get the best out of uh, the playing group or, or is it a support network around and everyone just knows what to do? Yeah, well, I think it's a, like any good club and we'd hope that we are a good club. You've got to have, you've got to spread the load of responsibility and driving standards. Um, he certainly is very much um, a front-runner in that. And if you'd gone to any Melbourne training session over the best part of eight, nine, ten years, uh, you'd see that um, he's out there giving it his best and trains the house down. And that, and that starts in that first day of summer all the way through the season. He hardly misses a session. And the sessions he's put in they are at a high, really high standard. And by showing that example, he's also got a really strong leadership group that also believe in the same philosophy. And, of course, our head coach is one that wants, you know, our uh, performance and training standards to be a really high level. So um, across the group, uh, with the key pillars within the joint, um, we have guys that really value the art of, of training and training to a standard, knowing that if you do that enough... Um, Eventually, it shows in the way you play. So. Melbourne assistant Greg Stafford there chatting with Paul Hazelby and Brad Shepherd earlier this week ahead of a huge game with West Coast. Of course, Shannon Hearn and Andrew Gaff both missing from that one. Don't go anywhere. WA men's state coach Adam Voges up next.
Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back. Hope you're enjoying your weekend. Paul Hazelby, me, Jimmy Williams with you. And earlier this week, Hayes and Brad Shepard caught up with WA State men's coach Adam Voges after what was a very successful summer and hear how he plans on replicating it again in the upcoming season. We're just happy you're still taking my call after I rang you late at night recently after I'd had a few beers to try and see if we could get the Western Australian team to come up and play at the Field of Dreams after a big game in Northampton that was so successful in the waffle. But you didn't take my call, but we're still mates. It's good to see. It was a uh, very passionate uh, voicemail that I received <laughs> the next morning, mate. So, uh, yeah, obviously, it was a pretty compelling argument at the time. So you're saying we're a chance that after getting instrumental there, we could get the Perth Scorchers or the WA team maybe to come up and play a day-nighter up there at Northampton. Uh, any chance? Uh, after all the good things that you keep uh, talking about Northampton, you just never know, mate. We'll give you some crayfish. Uh, that might get it done. and uh, That would get it done, wouldn't it, Chip? Oh, what a thought. I think Vogues has got enough blokes in uh, yeah. WA, in down in Perth, that he probably gets crayfish delivered to his door on a daily basis, Hayes. The Sean Marshall cousin, does he like the crayfish? Does he get he out does. there and bring them in? And that uh, was great news with the squad released of 25, Sean Marsh going on, but with some caveats. Oh, no, well, yeah, obviously, first and foremost, really pleased that Sean's decided to go around again. Uh, we had a good chat at the, uh, the back end of last season after the Shield final and uh, ended up being a pretty short conversation. Uh, Sean was Really keen to continue on. He, he feels like he's still got plenty to give and uh, we're certainly really happy that um, he's going to continue. I think he not only brings experience and obviously still getting it done on the field, but I think um, what he's going to be able to bring to the our younger brigade of guys that are coming through, particularly our young batters who uh, he's developed some really good relationships with, I think his ability to mentor them and, and help keep fast-tracking their development uh, will be really valuable. So looking through the Western Australian squad now, it's a star-studded squad. You, I was going through now, There's uh, you've got the Agar. I'll go through it. So Agar, Bancroft, Cartwright, there's Green, uh, both Marsh brothers, Short, Stoyness, Turner, Whiteman, Wiley, your up-and-comer. Then the Quicks, you've got the Berendorf, Kelly, Moody, Morris, Paris, Richardson. So as a coach, and the keepers, you've got Inglis and Philippi Hayes. So as a coach, Vosey, how do you manage egos and expectations? Because reading those names there, you can't fit everyone into an 11. So how do you how do you go about coaching these guys about, you know, being part of a winning squad? Because obviously you had it last year as well and you won all formats. So to be able to retain these players as a coach, how do you, how do you go about that process? Yeah, it's really very much a, a, a squad focus, Shep. Um, to be... To be Really fair. We don't see a lot of uh, a number of our Australian players. Uh, I don't think. I think Mitch has played one game in the last two years. Marcus Stoinis, we haven't seen at all over the last couple of years. And with uh, what the international schedule looks like coming up over the next eighteen months, um, I'm certainly hopeful that the guys that we do have up in Australian squads uh, keep um, playing some good cricket and, and, and can stay there and, and keep performing well at the national level. And that gives us the opportunity to bring through a few more of our younger guys. If you looked at the, the Shield final and the team that we put out, it was um, it was a pretty young team, really, uh, through uh, the fact that we've got a, a number of guys in national teams. So uh, we certainly want to keep trying to win uh, titles and trophies, but we're also very much about developing our players and making sure that uh, we're, we're making uh, having good representation in, in the national squad. So, um, yeah, look, it's, it's a stacked team if we ever do get everyone uh, fit and available, and, and that'll certainly uh, cause some selection headaches. But, um, yeah, look, what we 
saw in the last year or so is that we've we've been able to play a number of players and, and most pleasingly every time someone's been called up uh, they've been ready to go and have been able to perform. Adam Voges there speaking with Paul Hazelby and Brad Shepherd earlier this week. Great to have your company that's all we've got time for Hayes. We'll do it all again next Saturday on Off The Bench Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.